Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Tad Young, an NBA player with the Toronto Raptors. Tad is also an investor, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. So Tad has been playing in the NBA for 16 years for the Sixers, the Timberwolves, the Brooklyn Nets, Indiana Pacers, Chicago Bulls, and San Antonio Spurs. Uh, he's also an investor at Reform Ventures. So, Tad, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you. Great. So, Tad, what I want to talk to you about today, we're, first, we'll talk about your background as an NBA player, investor, and philanthropist. And then we'll discuss the importance of technology for you as an athlete. And then we'll touch on how you ended up investing in startups. Uh, we'll also talk about your investment philosophy. And then lastly, we'll talk about your favorite portfolio startups. How does it sound? Sounds great. Sounds great. Great. So, Tad, you know, just to begin with, uh, could you tell us about your background as an NBA athlete and investor? Uh, my background uh, as an NBA athlete, um, you know, drafted uh, 2007, 12th pick, uh, which is such a long time ago. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but 2007, 12th pick, uh, played for many different teams, built a, a lot of uh, different friends and family, you know, from these different teams. But uh, overall, um, you know, not just a basketball player, I've also built, you know, amazing portfolio outside of the actual uh, entertainment space, which is basketball. And, uh, and that being said, you know, I have reform ventures, I have real estate investments, I have, you know, uh, cash flow opportunities that's you know bringing in stuff outside of basketball and then I also created uh, my own family office uh, which we act as kind of like a VC company uh, and we angel invest into tons and tons of different companies uh, and try to keep it diverse across the board um, I think to date we've uh, invested into over 200 companies through wow. uh, fun, funds fund to funds uh, direct investments and uh just uh, you know, regular angel investments from you know the different groups that we've uh, been able to align ourselves with. We have several different partners uh, from you know some of the top twenty VC firms around the world, and yeah. uh, and we've created a really good network and a really good uh, deal flow source uh, for ourselves. I mean, we're looking at probably forty fifty deals a month, uh, yeah. just you know, just trying to, you know, scram through with, you know, the small team that I do have. Uh, it's been great so far. Uh, we've seen some 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 really good exits um, and it's been really good. You know, uh, it's been a really fruitful business, you know, to be in. And uh, I love the, the alternative investment side. You know, yeah, you have your typical stocks and bonds, but the alternative investment side is fun. Uh, yeah. gives you opportunity to meet a bunch of new people and to build, you know, a, a database and a network of, uh, different, not just different founders, but just different people that's in in the investing side. Some of the, the the smartest and best minds in the investment world. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you're a busy man. It sounds like between the games and 
always uh, sure. getting deal flow and I don't know how you do it, but you know, I guess you're, you're just making it work. Um, for you prioritize time. I think that's yes. the biggest thing. Like for us yep. as athletes, everybody thinks like, like, yeah, we live, eat and breathe basketball, but you know, that I think in the beginning stages when you're such a young person coming into this league, yes, you live, eat, breathe basketball every single day, but then yep. you start to want more stuff outside of the basketball world, right? And yep. when you start to want more, you start to network and you start to talk to people. You start to learn more. You start to educate yourself more. And I think that's one, been one of the biggest things, me just educating myself more and wanting to learn more, but also wanting yep. to be something bigger than just a basketball player, just an athlete. Uh, I want to I make as much money out off the court that I've made on the court. So that's one of my goals. That's one of my dreams is to – uh, take this thing as far as I can take it, you know, as far as investing being an entrepreneur and being a business owner and mm -hmm. skilled in businesses. Uh, but, you know, it, I think, you know, I, I, I love basketball, but I also love the business side of things too. Mm -hmm. And that that's what I'm striving. I'm striving for right now. Basketball is on autopilot for me. I can do basketball in my sleep, yeah. but this business, this, this business thing, that's, the, that's where the real hard work comes in. And that's what, that's what it's been for me, just like a bunch of hard work and just time putting into it. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, if you're, you've been in the NBA for 16 years, <clears throat> you know, I don't know how long, how long are you going to be uh, playing the NBA for? Another you know, couple of more years? <laughs> Everybody asks, asks me this question. And, um, you know, I tell people all, all the time, I don't know. Uh, but I do have two young boys that's, you know, yeah. one is become, one is actually becoming a teenager. This this summer, mm -hmm. he'll be turning 13. And then yeah. I have another son, he'll be turning 10 this summer. So um, I want to start putting a lot of time into, you know, them growing and developing their game. I mean, I'm already putting that time into both of them. But um, yeah. as far as them growing as men, you know, but, you know, in order to kind of like help them really – dive into the basketball side of things and being an athlete and understanding what a pro feels like and what it what it is going to be like, you know, I have to be there, you know, all of the time. And I feel like it's going to come a point in time where I really, I really need to start paying attention a little bit more to what they have going on sports wise. Like I, I'm, I pay attention to everything that's going on from a, a father's perspective, but yeah. um, I'm, right now I'm just kind of letting them feel themselves out and, and understand who they are as their, mm -hmm. as, as athletes and, and just letting them kind of just go through their growing pains by themselves because that's what I had to do. In order yeah. to learn, I had to go through growing pains, fight a little bit of adversity, and then understand, okay, this is the reason why these things are happening. And then, you know, just having that fight and that grit, you know, is either in you or it's not. And for for my sons, I think it's in them. Like, they, they continuously fight. They continuously show grit every time they – you know, they're doing something. It's not just basketball. It's with anything that they're doing, mm -hmm. whether it's doing schoolwork or it's, you know, hanging out with friends and being competitive yep. with friends and and, 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 and video games, everything. So, yep. so I, I love that about both of them. And, you know, like I said, it, I think it, it's going to come a point in time. But as far as, like, to get back to what you were asking, mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure how long I play. I mean, I, I feel like I can play another four or five, six years if I, if yep. I wanted to. But – you know, who's to say I want to? <laughs> Maybe your buddy will tell you. Your buddy will yep. tell you when it's time to just, you know, hey, stop. I've right? been, hey, I've been blessed and, and very, very thankful for being able to play 16 years and play over, you know, a thousand basketball games in my career. Yeah. So, so right. I'm very, very That's blessed. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I forgot to ask you. So, I mean, obviously, you, you're doing a lot of things and 
far as businesses, but you always, you always, I mean, you always had that entrepreneurial mindset or do you start very young or? So I've been like, I was fortunate enough to have some people in my family that kind of stepped in, uh, yeah. you know, when I, when they started to figure out that I was going to, I was, I'm, I'm probably pretty good at this basketball thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I had some people that kind of stepped in, uh, which was like my uncle. Uh, his name was Kenneth Carter. He's uh, not with us today, but um, he was the kind of like the person that kind of stepped in and started mentoring me on the business side. And yeah, I, and then my dad, my dad, he played basketball, so he understood the basketball aspect of everything. And my mom was just one of those those tough mothers. Like mm -hmm. tough love every single day, making sure I did what I needed to do as far as like school teacher. So, so I've always had the entrepreneurial mindset because I've always been interested in business. I've always been interested in, okay, you know, if this basketball thing doesn't work out, like how am I going to be able to be a provider for you know, not just myself, but my, my family that I'm going to have in the future. Right. Yep. So, so I've, I've always had that at the back of my mind with anything that I've done, you know, from day one. And, you know, when this thing started when I was 16 years old, you know, it started with me starting to learn how to train as a pro, how to eat as a, eat as a pro, how to sleep yep. as a pro, how to do everything as a pro. And I took that same approach and put it into the business side. Mm -hmm. Right. And, yep. you know, even, even with basketball, you watch film. You know, you're always studying. You know, I'm doing the same thing on the business side each and every day, mm -hmm. studying. So, so I, I take the same approach uh, from basketball to the business world uh, because they're they're not very very different. Basketball teaches everything that we need in the business world. It teaches us team building, camaraderie, um, um, leadership skills, yeah. life skills, organization skills. It teaches us all of that stuff, right? And yeah. those are all easily applied into the business world. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Almost, you almost feel like you're the new Magic Johnson, you know, with, <laughs> with kind of the, the entrepreneur, because hey, Magic hey, became, it became really that. successful, right? Yeah, no, and, and it takes time. I mean, it just takes a lot of time and effort that you're putting into it. Um, it's going to be a lot of, like, love lost throughout that course of time. But when you're trying to be great, like, you don't make everybody happy in the process, right? Yeah. So, and you, and I think that's one of the things you have to be comfortable with. You have to be comfortable with, you know, um, you know, not, not making everybody happy and, you know, um, you know, not being a confrontational person, but not shying away from the confrontation when it comes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, um, having the tough conversations, you know, even if, even if it's your mom, it's your dad, or it's your best friend, you know, your wife or your girlfriend having being able to have tough conversations with every single person and just just continuously being true and honest to not only you and yourself but to other people as well and they'll respect you more in the long run you know, um, mm -hmm. you know like i said it's, it's gonna be a lot of love lost you know but at the end of the day you know your 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 big picture is your big picture your goals are your goals and in order to, to achieve you know, all of those things, you have to, you know, stay the course and you have to, you know, and sometimes your course is not the same course as other people. Yeah, that's very true. Hey, so uh, let's go back to you as an NBA athlete, right? So how important, I mean, you invest in technology, right? But practically, yeah. how important are technologies for you as an athlete in terms of injury prevention, uh, recovery, mental health, 
I mean, there's a lot of technology, technology companies, right, uh, out there, right? Mm -hmm. For example, wearables yeah. to measure hydration, dehydration, yeah. uh, mental health, uh, you know, EMG sensors to measure muscle fatigue. I mean, it's very broad right now, right? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so many of them out there. Like, like we're seeing companies just coming out of the wazoo, right? And yeah. all of these companies, they all do something different, but it all leads back to one thing, you know, in, in a certain sector. So, like with sleep, you might have seventeen or twenty different companies that's in the sleeping space. Yeah. But and they all they all monitor and 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 check your sleep from mm -hmm. different ways, like from having you know glasses and shades mm -hmm. on while you sleep to having headphones on while you sleep to having yeah. something around your neck to to wearing a, a watch around your your wrist to yeah. just laying in the bed and in the bed having sensors yeah to wearing to wearing rings mm -hmm. so like but they all attract the same thing so i yeah. think it's just a matter of what people are like attracted to and technology is a huge part of like you know the world now right like when i first came into the nba technology technology wasn't as as big in the nba side now we use technology for everything to to try to monitor you know workloads to monitor like how like how much uh force a guy is pushing off yes. one leg to the other um mm -hmm. you know to jumping to running to okay it, it, hip symmetry like yep. All this, all this different stuff, like now. So, and like we're we're always taking biometrical scans of like, you know, our flexibility and stuff like that. So, it's mm -hmm. definitely um something that's changed over the course of time, and it's really sped up with COVID. COVID has sped technology up ten years by far, and we're seeing some of the the best technology that we I think we'll probably ever see, you know, just mm -hmm. because of what COVID did, and it's only yep. improving, you know, with all of the different things that's coming out, like everybody's in everybody's uh making it to where ai is included mm -hmm. in all the technology right that's like the next phase the next evolution yep. of, of products like everything has ai you know artificial intelligence built into mm -hmm. the the different thing where you're getting instant and simultaneous feedback from yep. you know from from a, a sensor or from a uh, a, a mic that's in your shirt or mm -hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know just all that stuff or you know you're you're scrolling the app and you're looking at the app and that app is giving you all of the, the things that's wrong with your body and all the things that you do great mm -hmm. so so we see we're seeing a lot of sped up technology and we're seeing some really really good technology and there's so many different companies out there and it, it almost makes it impossible to choose one yeah, <laughs> because they all do that. the same. They all do the same thing, but they they monitor differently. Yeah, and I was listening to you. You talked about AI. One of my good friends is Adam Shayer, uh, who's the inventor of Siri. Uh, you should okay. probably talk to him. He's a good friend of mine, and he basically sold Siri to Steve Jobs at Apple. Uh, I mean, many years ago. Uh, but mm -hmm. I think you you would enjoy talking to him. And in fact, we're going to be doing a an interview with him about Chat GPT and that next generation of AI uh very yep. soon so um but uh, hey another question that i had was how did you end up investing in startups um i guess maybe what was your the first startup that you invested in uh first startup that i invested in was a, a company called claim it is it's actually not um operational today and that yep. was my first investment so i was a little bullish on it because of the idea of what i thought it could do yep. and 
And but I also didn't have the appropriate knowledge of whether it was competitors or different companies or whether it was a, it was just a thing that people would you know yeah. adapt to, because that's one of the things that you have to have, right? You have to have consumers be able to adapt adopt to the product, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure that the the product is going to continuously going and the product going to uh, continuously, you know, uh, you know, form and shape to what you want it to be. And I yeah. I just think that like we got into it got into a point where the product wasn't uh, as efficient enough for companies to say, hey, we want to incorporate this into what we're doing. And and don't give me don't get me wrong, like yeah. it was a great a great business model, a great product. Um, so what they did was um, they were like a form of offer up, let's go and eBay kind of all tied in together. Mm-hmm. And they used the they used the geotagging feature, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. To basically to basically have these companies uh, sell, give, or um, buy product. Mm-hmm. And and it was basically tying in the consumer with the actual brand itself or the actual consumer with the actual seller itself and bringing mm-hmm. them to a point to where they can meet. So, and, and they was using it, actually they was using it for that, not only that, but to do also like product giveaways. Mm-hmm. And, and so like you have a bunch of businesses, so you might have T-Mobile, you might have um, uh, uh, StockX, you might have, you know, Sneaker Villa or something like that. And yep. they might say, okay, we want to give away 25, 25 pair of shoes to our consumers. We're going to show up in our pink truck with claiming yep. on it. And everybody who has the app, they can type, they can type in, oh, I want these shoes or, or they, and going into the giveaway platform, they might win, but you have a location that you have to go and pick your stuff up from. Interesting. But it was, yeah. So it was a, it was a really like it was really good because they was using certain like algorithm algorithms and features and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um and with within to to pick their winners and how their winners was like winning and stuff like that. And I, I thought it was really cool. Uh it just didn't catch on. Yeah. And yeah. And I and and I think it didn't catch on because um the founder was good, but he wanted to do seventeen different jobs. Too many things. Yeah. yeah, too many things. And he just needed to focus on building the product and let everybody yeah. else focus on all the different jobs and the different stuff that needed to be needed to happen. And I think that's one of the reasons why the company kind of never like went to what it should have been. Yeah. And and you know, we're still cool to this day. Like I understand it. Um, but like I said, I just wasn't I wasn't able to dive into it the way I needed to dive into it because I didn't have the knowledge. And yeah. after that first investment and it didn't pan out, I started to gain the knowledge and understood that, okay, I, I need to, you know, ask to have access to a data room. I need to, uh, you know, do appropriate due diligence, you know, mm-hmm. make sure all the legal documents are up to date, make sure that we're not missing something in legal documents. You know, if we need to change something, negotiating yeah. terms, you know, um, you know, preferred stock. You know, yes. all this different, all this different stuff I had to learn and understand. Yep. And I, and once I learned and understand and then also, you know, not just looking at who the founder was, but looking at the team that's behind them, looking mm-hmm. at their experience, you know, looking at the strategic investors, looking yep. at the strategic advisors, looking mm-hmm. at uh, who who's on the cap table and how those people on the cap table all 
or have something in common. Just all these different things. Uh, and it helped me form the uh, analysis uh, report, you know, for me to, to like look at and see. So that comes to my next question, right? Which was, you know, what are you looking when you're investing in startups? And I think you touched on that, right? Uh, but the team, you know, who's on the, the cap table? Who, who are the advisors, right? The product, uh, the market, yep. all those things, right? Yep. So it looks like you're really doing your due diligence on all those companies. Yeah, like I, I've since then I formed my own team, and my team basically, you know, they they help me a lot. And I have two investment analysis guys that you know they all all they do is sit there and look at and dive into deals and pop out you know um, you know one pages and like investment analysis reports for me to kind of look at and go through. And then I have my fund manager who happens to be my cousin as well, which is perfect. She's a, um, yeah. develop, she's a developer by trade, but she has an MIT degree as well. Wow. Um, nice. and, and she kind of like dives into like the side of like talking to the founders and, and, and making sure that we have all the appropriate, you know, legal docs and stuff like that. But another thing she also does is, you know, she gives me the the avenue to kind of like, spearhead some of the actual uh conversations and calls to mm -hmm. where i could i was able to learn a lot of stuff and learn what questions to ask and how yeah. to kind of evaluate different deals from different perspectives and then also you know when we're looking at these deals they all are in different categories right so yeah. understanding the sectors of all the different deals so if it's you know consumer products understanding that if it's a subscription uh or recurring model type business understanding that to AI type businesses, to yep. you know, um, you know, uh, 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 biomechanics, and you know, just all types of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. so just understanding something about all those different avenues and different like uh, sectors of the actual tech sector itself, mm -hmm. like that that works wonders with everybody. It looks like you really have a, a process, right? A really Defined process when you're looking at companies, and you got your support team as well, right? Which is key, right? Right. No, and that's exactly what you need. You just need to form a a, a due diligence process for people to kind of like dive into. Yeah. Um, I think the I think that's one of the biggest things that like like for me, I was always saying like, let me just go on and like put something together and put put a a a, a great team together that can talk on my behalf, and then mm -hmm. we all kind of hold hold up. And yeah. once we finish our huddle, then we we come up with a conclusion on what companies we want to invest into, how we want to look at, you know, the big picture for the next year. You know, yeah. for 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 me, like it, it's it's always been about like, um, like one of the a famous rapper, you know, got it. He said it like he's always trying to see around the curve before he gets to the corner. Interesting. And that's how we that's that's how we are. Like yeah. we're the same exact way. Yeah, but no. yeah, like like. Just trying to see the future um, before like everybody else does. So like that's when you, okay, like it's not about investing into what's the now, right? It's about mm -hmm. what's it's about investing into what's going to be the next best thing in the next five to ten years. Yeah, yeah, like for sure, investing investing that way. Yeah. Uh, now, can you tell me about maybe your favorite portfolio startups that you invested in? Man, man, uh, that's a good question. 
we have so many different companies. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm a little bullish on all of them because yeah. because because like we invest into so many of them, and the and I'm talking about not just the ones that we invest into. We're investing into through the funds and mm-hmm. fund to funds and like the uh, the SPVs and stuff like that. I'm talking about the the direct investment. So like we have yeah. probably probably a hundred or so, maybe a little bit more direct investments, like directly yeah. into the company, and. And I would probably say one company that I'm super excited about is um, it's kind of like Tunnel. Uh, Like I'm an investor into Tunnel. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, I invest into Tunnel, and it's at a 10x right now. But but uh, but um, I'm gonna say this company called Oxfit. Oxfit, never heard of it. Yeah, Um, Oxfit. They're so the the founder. He's uh he's exited out of three different companies and all of them over a billion dollars. Wow. Um, okay. And, yeah, and he's a soft, he's a software guy, but man, he created this, this basically like this, this tunnel on steroids. Right. Really? So, yes. It's like, um, they have two products Two well, they have two, uh, two hardware products. The two hardware products is the XS one, and the XP one. Yeah. Um, one is a commercial product and the other one is a residential product. Mm-hmm. And the commercial product is for obviously like big sports gyms, um, like big facilities and like uh, teams. So like uh, football and uh, NFL, college, yeah. MLB and stuff like that. So you put those in there and then the residential unit is smaller. It's and it, it folds up. It's like the tunnel. It's the, mm-hmm. But instead, if you turn your wall apart, like the like you have to do for the tunnel, yeah, you basically yeah. it sits up and it has force plate technology. It okay. does it does skiing, it does rowing, it does pedal boating, everything. Um, so like a Swiss knife. Yeah, it's Swiss like army Swiss, knife. It's like the Swiss army knife for working out, and then they they also have uh, Pilates as well. Pilates. Like, yeah, and you can lift weights on it. Like it does everything, and it and you never have to preload a weight like a a a, a free weight you never yeah. have to use a free weight ever again interesting but well, we should get him yeah. on the podcast we should get him and on it, the podcast for sure oh for sure for sure and it's on um, it's on everything's on like a a, a multi uh motor uh uh pulley system mm-hmm. so so touch screen you you adjust the uh, adjust the weight and everything like that and then he has it set up to where like you know, it's kind of like, you know, you take the classes and stuff like that, but you can yeah. also prescribe your own workouts and then you can send your workouts to other people. Yeah. So like if I, so like if I needed to work out with my team or do something that my team wanted me to do, they can put together a workout and send it to me on the platform. Interesting. And well, then, yeah. It's such a great technology. I mean, for sure. Yeah. And it monitors everything. It does biometrical scans to, monitoring the uh force plate and what side you're you're you know you're giving more on and yep. and it also uh and it also has a uh, gamification features as well mm-hmm. with um the skiing and the rowing and the canoe and stuff like that yeah sound like you've got one at home you've got a machine at home yes yes it's a it's probably one of the best products that i have um like i love everything about it i think it's I think it's a, a multi-billion dollar company mm-hmm. and it can, I think it can be, they're already at there. I think they've already sold 
maybe within the first year or two, uh, over um, you know fifteen hundred to two thousand units. So, okay. so building they're they're building a, a great consumer base, and then later on, what they want to continuously do is they want to uh, add a lifestyle component to it, to where uh, the people who are consumers, who who are like workout, fitness, and lifestyle fanatics, yeah. they can create that they can create their own channels within the platform. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's and they're based where in in the U.S. They're based actually in Dallas. Um, like in Dallas. Like, yeah, they're like ten minutes from my house. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, this is right around the corner. Like, yeah, I'm going to see this today. <laughs> I used to live in Dallas. I used to live in Dallas back in 2000, um, 2010. I lived there for two years. Say uh, it again. Um, I used to live in Dallas back in 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's probably it's probably 10 times different now. With I'm sure. Yeah. I, I used to live in Allen, Texas. Allen, Texas. That's where I. OK. OK. Uh, that's not far. I stay yeah. in Frisco. OK. Yeah. Frisco, of course. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, last two questions. Um, yeah. So you work with a lot of great NBA coaches, right? Yep. Uh, so my question to you is, who was the best coach that you, you worked for? Is that Pop from the, the Spurs or who was, the, the, I guess, the, the greatest coach you worked for? You Man, played for? I, had, uh, I had, like, really good ones, too. Um, like, like I, I like a bunch of my coaches. Like, I can name them all and. Like I've never had any bad blood with any of them. Uh, yeah. I mean, a, a couple, but <laughs> but uh, for the most part, I'll probably say the best coach to kind of like be around um, was it had to be between it's it's three of them for me yeah. between uh, uh, Nate McMillan was good to work with, um, and then also Doug Collins was great. He's yeah, a great coach. I'm not surprised. Yeah, like, like he, like I think from a, a preparation standpoint, he always had you prepare. He always made sure that you were like three games ahead in preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing between he always worried a lot. Like I worried like, a lot. He was always worried, always worried because he it, wanted. It to sounds like it. It sounds like it's a bit kind of nervous, or yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But he was. But don't get me wrong. He was a great coach. He was. He all. He he gave you a role and and i think that's like what he's seen in you as a player and he tried to maximize those efforts in your role um and then obviously like just the knowledge from like coach pop like like the way he like obviously like he doesn't have the the same teams and the same players that he's had in the past but he's done a he's done a great job at building those young guys up over there like you know Dejounte like DeJounte would I don't think DeJounte would be DeJounte, you know, mm-hmm. without coming through the Spurs system, right? Yeah, yeah. Um for sure. You, know, you have uh obviously like you have guys like Kawhi. Um oh, yeah. the you know, and then you have the young guys who are now, you know, taking over. You know, you have uh Devin who's over there killing it. You have Trey Jones over there, Calvin Johnson, like those guys are like the 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 new guys on the block and I've seen that games grow and expand so much over the course of a short period of time and I know it's because of like the system that they have in place for those guys and they do a really good job of not only you know preparing you but challenging mm-hmm. you on a day-to-day basis like everything is always a test they're always trying to break you to see how far 
you know, it, how far they can go or how far is it there you're willing to go in order to to be the best you can be. And yeah. like I think that that type of preparation has always been great. Yeah, for sure. Um, another quick question is, who is the best player in the NBA that you ever played against? The best that you played against? Uh, the best player? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can. You, I mean, you can take this several different ways. Like, yeah. Like, like it's a lot of great players, but um, obviously, like, I'll probably say the smartest individual is Braun. Yeah, the the best or oh, the best player as far as like scoring, mm-hmm. I would say I would say Kobe. Kobe, yeah. And then if we're talking about like somebody who's live all day every day, my hardest the, the hardest player I've had to guard is Carmelo Anthony in his prime. Already, by far, and 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 there's plenty of people who like who still play this game to this day that's played uh, like Melo, like in his prime. Oh man, it was crazy. Like he was just, he was almost unstoppable. Like mm-hmm. just so hard to stop and you like like man, like how I'm, how I'm gonna stop him tonight? <laughs> you know, yeah, cuz no, he's I, always I, live. Like everything is everything is orchestrated and ran for him. So, you know, he's going to run out three or four screens. So, you're going to get bumped by three or four guys before you even get a chance to yeah. guard. And yeah. when you guard, you start guarding him like he's going to bump you. He's going to get you off and like just just live all day every day. And then like the footwork that he had to get into jump shots, the footwork that he had to get his shot off or to mm-hmm. drive drive past you and get to the basket, like the athleticism that he had early on in his career, like just made him into such a hard guard for like most guys in the league. Yeah, and he's got he's got a I know uh Carmelo's business partner. Uh he's he's been investing in a bunch of startups as well. Yeah. So yeah, they I think they uh they started what uh Tech Seven or something like that. Yes, exactly. Middle Tech Seven, the Middle Tech yeah. Seven Fund. Yeah. 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 I think they, yep. yeah. I like, I, and that's one of the things too. I pay attention to like a lot of the other guys and their investments in their funds and stuff because it's, yep. it's cool to see what guys are like investing in and who got like a really good deal flow, right? So, like, mm-hmm. apparent, like, obviously, like being in Silicon Valley, the Warriors that have really good deal flow, right? Like, so like yes. Andre Gala and Steph Curry and all those guys that have yep. really good deal flow. So just watching some of their investments and then seeing how like they're looking at some of the different things. So they send you I, deal flow? Do they send you deal flow? Uh, I think we pretty much get like all the same deal flow because I like I have a like I'm tapped into into Silicon Valley, the Cali area, and then like yep. New York and you know all the different places and stuff like that. So I have a pretty good network uh, where I don't have to depend on other guys for deals. Okay. But yeah. guys, as guys really just hit me up for deals like. Texting me, hey, what, what you got on table nine? I, I might send them like, I might send them like five deals and say, look, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, uh, you know, check sizes of this. You know, just getting the, getting to understand because a lot of guys don't have what I have in place. Like I've kind of built my own family office and have my mm-hmm. own kind of yeah. for actual investing into tech, and a lot of yep. guys don't really don't have, have that. that. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. Um, uh, hey, last question, the very last one, I promise. Um, no, you're good. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> okay, so who's going to win the NBA title this season? Who's your favorite to win it? Who's my favorite? I'm going to say, I'm going to say the, the sleeper is Toronto Raptors. <laughs> oh, here you go. That's the answer. That's the we correct the answer. We're we the sleepers. We're going we gonna to make a, a push towards the, towards the end. But, uh, yeah. 
you know, we, we just leave it. But if I had to pick a team outside of my team, yeah. uh, man, honestly, I was liking the uh, the Celtics and the Bucks, but yeah. I don't, I don't, with, with all this moving around the West, Phoenix looking really good right now. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. It was really uh, uh, fun to talk to you, and uh, I'm impressed by, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, like the empire that you built uh, beyond your NBA career, but uh, I think it's quite unique. So congrats on that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, like I gave you one company. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually loving like, like five or six companies I'm invested into. Um, you know, just for the simple fact of like I, I really like them. I really think they're gonna really scale and be like huge companies. Uh, you know, um, Oxfit obviously is, is one. Yeah. Uh, Coco Delivery is one. That's like the food delivery service through mm-hmm. um, the little drones, the riding drones on the street. And then uh, uh, Shoot360 is another, which is uh, basketball analytics and technology, um, mm-hmm. you know, real-time real time data from, you know, just a screen. Uh, yeah. another, com- another company called Hoop, which is uh, basically like the screen inside of a backboard that tracks all of your, your data and gives you workouts. And you can yeah. go, go peer-to-peer. You can go, you know um, – you know, you can do gamification games where you're shooting against another person. You can FaceTime with people. You can watch, you know, uh, yep. game or Netflix and all that stuff on it while you're actually working out. Um, you know, that's cool. It, I mean, it's a bunch of companies, man. Like I can go, I can go down the line and, and list a bunch of them, like just at all the different reasons mm-hmm. why I like mm-hmm. certain companies, you know, just because like one, one, I'm like tied into all of them. Like, I like, try to help a lot of them. Like this is one company, um, Canada based. It's called Plantiga, where they do uh I was gonna and, ask you because I know Quinn. I know Quinn Sandler yeah, uh quite yeah, well. Pl- yeah, Plantiga is a really good company. I, I think they can really do something. Um I think what they have to do is like they have to figure out how to get to if they want to go to di- direct the consumer route, they yes. need to figure out how to make it more appealing. Uh, and make the insoles a little bit more comfortable. So mm-hmm. what we did was we connected them with um, this one company that I'm invested to. And I think it's like on a uh, cap table is me, uh, J- Jamal Crawford, uh, mm-hmm. Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard is actually a co-founder of the company. Yeah. It's, uh, move, move insoles. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So like the insole company. So like we've connected those two together to try to see if we can get Plantiga uh, to get a move insole with an insert in it. So now, as opposed to like kids going by insoles or people going yep. by insoles, mm-hmm. and they can now track their steps. They can now track their their force, their force that they're using in all of their movements and on the court and stuff like that. So just trying to like, you know, one that's one of the things we try to do. We try to partner our companies up that we think makes sense together. Yeah, well, I'll tell you a story about Queen. Uh, I, I helped Quinn in the early days. Uh, we went to Side by Southwest in Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah. I say Quinn. So I, I literally uh, went to Shaq. I went to talk to Shaquille O'Neal. He was uh, watching a Snoop Dogg, co- Snoop Dogg concert. So I went up there in VIP section and I grabbed Shaq's arm and I said, Shaq, can I talk to you? And he looked at me and he, and he looked at his agent and said, go talk to my agent. So that was my you know, 30 seconds of fame with Shaq, basically. <laughs> uh, and then Queen, I, you know, I gave the business card to Queen and 
uh, yeah, that that's my story with uh, with Queen. So it was kind of funny. Oh, nice, nice. Um, nah, it's it's crazy how you meet so many different people, and you know, in this space, you know, being at all these different, you know, uh, seminars and tech events and stuff like that. Like you yeah. never know who you're gonna meet. You never know, you know, that person at that point in time can can just be starting up the company and then it turns into an overnight success and four years down the line is now worth two or three billion because they've scaled it or they yeah. they figure something out that somebody else can't figure out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So uh look we are we're we're at the end of the podcast, but again I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.